Welcome, friends, to the Love Your People Well podcast, episode 40, the big four zero. We are talking today about a super important topic, and I I can, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I can guarantee you, my friends, that this is something you think about and you at least on occasion have tried to be intentional about. We are going to talk today about our words, the words that come out of our mouths. In our last episode, we talked about our thoughts, our words in our head, and how we can take them captive to Christ. And I think that the next logical step is that we consider how do those thoughts then get onto our tongue and come out of our mouth and wind up impacting the people who are most important to us. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Um, I think partly because as a counselor, we talk about words all the time. We talk in marriage counseling, in family counseling, and, and even in individual counseling, we talk a lot about the impact that words have had on us personally, the good and the bad, the encouragement and the the shutdowns, the insults, the pain that they can cause. And we talk about how words are impacting relationships. Again, the good and the bad. But this is also a topic that is really important for me personally, because when I was a very young Christian, a new Christian, um, you can go back and listen to a little more of my story in episode two, but I became a Christian toward the end of college. And so my early 20s, A big spiritual focus that the Lord was working on in my life was how I was using my words. Specifically, he was growing me in understanding Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. And so those are the verses that we're going to use as kind of the foundation today for our conversation about how can we use our words to help and heal and grow and encourage and strengthen the people who are most important to us rather than allowing our words to hurt and injure and um, and really possibly cause a lot of harm to the people who we care about most. We are going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 4 um, and really digging into some practical ideas about how these thoughts in our heads wind up on our tongue, wind up coming out, and then influencing our relationships. So you might want to get on those steel-toed boots because there's probably been times in your life where you're going to think, oh, I did not use my words well right then and there. We're not trying to beat ourselves up about that, my friends. We're trying to take a deep breath, pause, and move forward intentionally. That is what we are focusing on today. So friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. I'm going to kick off our conversation today, friends, with offering three resources to you, okay? And I'm going to 
at least try to remember to mention them again at the end. But um, even as I said in the intro, we all have thought about our words before. We all have had a moment in life where we cringe and we wind up feeling guilty. We need to confess. We need to apologize about how we have used our words with our friends, with our husband, with our kids, with, with a total stranger in the grocery store. And we have all had the experience of being hurt by someone else's words. And so you might, even as we're starting this conversation, already feel a sense of defeat or a sense of discouragement when it comes to our words. And so I want to offer three resources quickly before we dive into the topic. Resource number one, and these are all totally free. Okay, that's always, you know, going to put a smile on your face. Three totally free resources to help you with this topic of our talk, our words, our tongue. Resource number one, conflict resolution. I have a free 10-point conflict resolution checklist. There's going to be a link in the show notes. This would be really helpful if conflict, arguments, um, complaining, grumbling, name-calling, if that's a part of your relationships, download this checklist today. There's no need to wait. You don't even have to hit pause on this episode. You can go click on that link and grab your free copy today of the Conflict Resolution Checklist. The second free resource, um, it's a little bit longer because it's a five-day email course, totally free, but it only takes about 10 minutes a day. And that is the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. And as we talk in the course of this episode, I think you'll see how that connection between our words and the intimacy in our family is really important. But if you want to grow that bond with your husband, with your kids, with your family as a whole, you are going to want to sign up for the five tools, totally free relationship reset email course. And that link is also in the show notes. The third totally free resource I want to highlight, I never want to forget this and yet somehow I... Sometimes I get so into the topic, I forget the resources. But friend, I want you to sign up today to join us in our free Facebook group. I've titled it the Christian Marriage, Motherhood, and Mentality Group for Love Your People Well. And we are all about encouraging each other, engaging with each other, and equipping each other. So if you want prayer support, if you want ideas, help, and encouragement, if you want free trainings and devotionals from me on a regular basis, you are going to want to join the Facebook group. And once again, surprise, surprise, the link is in the show notes. So uh, check out these three free resources, the conflict resolution checklist, the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy, and the free Facebook group. Let me add my disclaimer right here before we jump into the topic. Friends, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed professional counselor. But this podcast and all the resources I just mentioned, everything from Love Your People Well, it's not professional counseling. This is not personal advice to you. I hope that it's helpful and you can check out the link in the show notes at the very bottom of the show notes. I always have a link to some of my previous episodes about mental health counseling. In case you think that would be helpful for you, you can visit the website, you can listen to those episodes and hopefully get some of your questions answered about what that looks like and how to find a great counselor. Okay, we've got all these tools in our back pocket. We've got our steel-toed boots on because talking about our words can sometimes uh, push some buttons. 
We're going to take a deep breath. My friend, we're going to grab our hot cup of tea. We're going to get comfy on the couch and we're going to get real with each other. We are looking today at Ephesians chapter four. I want to read the first verse here that we're talking about. Verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We're just going to pause right here because this gives us so much meat about how we use our words. And I think a lot of times that people read the first part of this, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And we stop there. And that's what we focus on. And we do need to acknowledge that. So we're going to go there. But personally, I find the second half of this verse only saying what is helpful for building others up according to their needs so that it may benefit those who listen. I personally find that the much more exciting, fun and powerful part of thinking about our talk and our words. But we can't go there until we have acknowledged that we need to stop unwholesome talk. And let me give a few examples, my friends, about what that might look like. Yes, there are the obvious things. If you, when you get in an argument with your husband, if you're calling him names, if you're calling him stupid, if you're calling him lazy, if you're calling him uh, a bunch of asterisks because they're curse words and I'm not going to say them on the podcast. If that sort of unwholesome talk is coming out of your mouth, you need to stop. That's just a point blank. We cannot have a good, healthy, deep relationship with someone if we are calling them names, if we are using that level of unwholesome talk. I think that's pretty obvious for us. It might be hard to do sometimes. Grab that conflict resolution checklist if that would be helpful. But we all know that we should stop using name calling. But there are other types of unwholesome talk that we need to be aware of. And one of these that in my experience, moms struggle with maybe the most is gossiping about the people that we love. And yes, we can gossip about our friends or our church members or different things like that. That's not the direction I'm thinking of right now. I'm thinking about the gossip Um, the unwholesome talk that we engage in about our husband or about our kids. There are times when we grab coffee with a friend and maybe we genuinely want help or advice or prayer support about a struggle in our marriage or a struggle with our kids. But what we wind up doing is criticizing our family members putting them down, highlighting the negatives of the relationship, possibly even using some low-level name-calling even in that conversation, that, my friends, is unwholesome talk. We should always be lifting our people up when we're talking about them with other people. So if you find yourself gossiping about, criticizing, grumbling about your husband, your kids, the people who are important to you, That is an area where you're going to want to hit the stop button and change the direction of your words, even if they're not around. That still is impacting the relationship. And the third area I want to highlight here about unwholesome talk, we've mentioned name calling or those very specific insults to someone else. We've mentioned how we talk about our people to other people, to our friends or our pastor or even our counselor, whoever it might be. We need to be intentional about how we use our words in that way. But the other type of unwholesome talk that I would highlight here 
is that as we need to know, I'm trying to think of the best way to frame it, because what I'm trying to say here is we need to know our people, like for your kids, you need to know their strengths and their weaknesses. And then if you are pressing into those weaknesses, their pain points, their insecurities, if you're pressing into that, that can easily cross the line into unwholesome talk. So let me give an example there. If your daughter struggles with her body image, maybe she's still got some of that baby fat on her, but she's in elementary school now and some of the other kids laugh about it and and she's feeling insecure about her appearance. And maybe you as her mom, you obviously you love her, <laughs> the, her weight, her appearance, that's going to have zero impact on if you love her and how you love her. But maybe you do see a concern that, well, yeah, I would love it if we ate a little healthier, uh, we had better nutrition, maybe as a, even as a family, maybe we need to have a little more exercise and physical activity in our life. So you might see some genuine places where you can help her um, improve her lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle, and that would impact her appearance and therefore these insecurities that she has. That's all fine. That's not talking about our words yet. The problem comes when we then press into those insecurities in an effort to help the other person. So if you find that then with your daughter, you're having a lot of conversations about, are you sure you want to have that piece of chocolate cake? Oh, you know what? Let's, let's have some carrots. I love carrots. Don't you love carrots? We should probably eat carrots. And when she's coming home crying because someone was mean to her at school, if that first response is, oh gosh, I'm so sorry that that happened. But you know what? We could eat healthier. Hey, how about we go in the kitchen and we have a really healthy vegetable snack? That's fine. Our intentions are good there. But the actual talk coming out of our mouths is probably in those sorts of situations, it's going into her mind as unwholesome, unhelpful, negative talk. And so that is the third area of unwholesome talk where maybe our intentions are good, but what we accidentally wind up doing is talking about way too much or with a negative focus or an over, over intensity on an insecurity or a weak point or something that our people struggle with. Now, that's not to say you can't talk about those things, but it is to say that sometimes we overfocus on that or we verbalize it in a way that is actually pretty negative or hurtful for the other person. So these are three areas of unwholesome talk that we all need to be cautious about. We need to be cautious about insults and name calling. We need to be cautious about gossiping or criticizing our people, even when they're not around. And we need to be cautious about emphasizing or, or focusing too heavily on our loved one's areas of insecurity or weakness. These are examples of the unwholesome talk that should not come out of our mouths. And now let's shift gears and talk about uh, a more fun side of how we can use our words to bless and help and encourage our people. And that's the second half here of verse 29. This is in Ephesians 4. But only, so it's saying, but only let the talk, the words come out of your mouth that is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And friends, this is that like second layer, that deeper layer of wonderful relationships. 
Yes, it's helpful to avoid insulting your people. That's pretty obvious. But there are also plenty of times where we have conversations with our people, with our husband, with our kids, with our friends, that it might be fine. It might be kind of a neutral topic. We're talking about the weather. We're talking about the news. We're sharing about our day and the things that happened. And it's not unwholesome. It's not negative. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually benefiting those who listen. It's actually helping build them up. And so this is a spot where listening to the Holy Spirit in the moment, because he can and will direct us in how our conversations go if we invite him into that. And so some examples of what this might look like is not only complimenting our people, which we should do. That does build others up according to their needs. When we tell them how beautiful they are, how fun they are, how smart they are, how encouraging they are. When we tell them that, gosh, I just love being your mom. I love being your wife. I love our life together. It's so much fun to spend time with you. There's so many different compliments that we can give our people. And that is definitely helpful for building others up according to their needs. It definitely benefits those who listen. But we can even go beyond that. And this is the really fun part. When I see families in the counseling room get to this level with how they're using their words, it is so encouraging. It just puts a big smile on my face. So some examples of this are when we're having a conversation and maybe it's totally neutral. Let's say, okay, let me get a little more specific with an example. So my husband comes home from work. We're talking about his day. Oh, how'd that meeting go? Your kids had a test. He's a teacher. How'd the test go? How are they feeling about it? How are you feeling about it? We're having this conversation and that's good. It's not unwholesome. It's not necessarily building anyone up, but it is important to check in and kind of stay in tune with what's going on in our lives. And I will sometimes get this thought in my head of like, oh yeah, don't forget to ask Kelly to take the car to get the oil changed (laughs) or, you know, whatever. There's some logistical thing. Now, is that important so that our cars don't break down and have a huge financial expense and logistical problem? Yes, that is important. Is that unwholesome to talk about? Absolutely not. However, in the middle of that conversation, that thought is not helpful for building him up according to his needs. And there are, I can think of many specific times when we're having a conversation and a thought pops in my head and sometimes I'll say it, you know, but what I'm thinking about here are those times that make me smile when I can hear the Holy Spirit. I can feel that almost like a guard on my tongue. That thought pops in my head of like, Jessica, now is not the time. Jessica, if you make that comment, it's going to change the direction of this conversation. That doesn't mean that it's going to move it in a bad direction or a negative direction, but it does mean it's going to stop this conversation that is helpful or encouraging or is in some other way benefiting the one who I'm talking with. So in that example, if I interrupt my husband just to say, oh, hey, I don't want to forget. We need to get the oil change on the car. Now we might go back to that. Oh, okay, sure. No problem. Okay. Now let me tell you about this thing that happened today. We might go back to the same conversation or we might wind up now looking at our calendar saying, oh yeah, the oil change. Okay. Well, uh, I think I could do that on Friday. Do you think, you know, we wind up suddenly ending that conversation and shifting gears into another one. And this, my friends, 
I, I do think this is kind of that next level. Like that's not a bad thing to have happen to talk about logistics or move direction in a conversation, assuming that it's not unwholesome or negative in some way. But it also is not necessarily helpful for building others up according to their needs. And when I can hear the Holy Spirit in that moment, or when I'm sitting with a family, a couple in the counseling room, and I can, I mean, as a counselor, you know, you're really watching the nonverbals a lot, the what's happening with their eyes, are they fidgeting or, you know, whatever. And sometimes I can see that look on someone's face, like, oh, I have a thought about that. I have a comment about that. And I can watch them bite their tongue and allow the conversation to continue that makes me smile. And it's such a it's such a small thing, kind of a nuanced thing, but it can go a long way in blessing our people. And so that is the second part that I wanted to highlight today about how our words can bless and help and strengthen other people. So yes, we have part 1, avoid unwholesome talk. But we also have part two, engage in and be intentional about the talk, the words that build others up. That includes compliments, absolutely, but it also includes being present in an encouraging or helpful conversation and not always allowing a distraction or a redirection that might actually wind up stopping a conversation that is really helpful and encouraging. This is a really nuanced thing. And so I would love to hear your thoughts. You can hop into the Facebook group. I'm going to have some questions this week about our words and be trying to encourage and help all of us in that area. And if this is an area where you have an example of, of hearing that, that kind of pause button from the Holy Spirit um, or, or dealing with your words in a helpful way, I would love to hear that example. That would really encourage and bless all of us in the Facebook group. But I want to close out our conversation today looking at these next few verses in Ephesians 4. Um, I'm going to jump ahead to verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. This is an important part of how we use our words, my friends. But if you notice what we're hearing here is the Lord is emphasizing what's happening in our heart. Bitterness starts in our heart and comes out in our words. Rage and anger, they start in our heart and they come out on our tongue. Brawling and slander, that's going even further. I mean, this is really just walking that line. But I want us to make that connection here that our thought process, and go back and listen to episode 39 if that's something you struggle with, our thought process impacts the emotions of our heart. Am I allowing bitterness to build up in me? Am I allowing anger to build up in me? If I am, it is inevitable that it will come out in my words and not in a helpful, encouraging way. It will come out with that unwholesome talk. And so that is the third piece here. Thinking about our words, be aware of what you're feeling and what you're struggling with so that you can wrestle through that with the Lord and hopefully not allow that to come out in a negative way in how you speak to your husband and your kids and your friends. And then verse 32 kind of goes the other side. So that's the side of a pain in our heart that can sometimes then come out in our words. Verse 32 tells us, 
be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, we're not going to dig into the wild west of forgiveness. That is a huge topic in our relationships. I want us, though, to acknowledge that kindness and compassion and forgiveness, that comes out in our words, right? Those are the compliments. Those are the encouragements that we give other people. Offering forgiveness to someone, being able to say genuinely, I forgive you for that. It's okay. Let's move on. That's huge. But again, that is coming from our heart. If my heart has been changed by the gospel, if I have really recognized and accepted the fact that I am forgiven by God because of what Jesus has done, now that can overflow from my heart into my words to other people. And so all of these verses together, and yes, I jumped over verse 30, which says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Um, we're we're going to jump right over that just for right now, because I really want to keep this emphasis on our words, our talk. We have four areas here that I wanted to highlight. We have some clarity on what is unwholesome talk, which should not come out of our mouths. That's insults, that's criticism and gossiping, and that's emphasizing our loved one's weaknesses. We also have some examples we've talked about, about what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. We do want to use our words to benefit those who listen. Yes, this includes compliments. It also includes being present in a conversation and trying to avoid getting off topic or distracting in a direction that might not be bad, might not be negative, but is also not necessarily helpful and encouraging and beneficial. And then we see some reminders from God's word here about how our heart is going to impact the words that come out. Is my heart filled with bitterness, anger, slander, malice? Well, my words are going to reflect that. Or is my heart filled with the compassion and forgiveness of Christ? Well, now that's going to come out in my words and I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to forgive. So friends, I would love to hear how your words are impacting your relationships. But most importantly, the takeaway that I want all of us to walk away with is to notice what our words are and the impact they're having on our relationships. And if that highlights for us something in our heart that we need to wrestle through with God, we need to be willing and able to lay that on the table before him and just let his Holy Spirit work. Notice your words, my friends. Be intentional about your words because they have huge power in your relationships. Power to hurt and power to heal and help and encourage. All right, friends, that's all I have for you today. Remember to check out those three totally free resources. I did remember, so celebration time. <laughs> all the links are in the show notes. The five tools, the Facebook group, the conflict resolution checklist, all of these are going to be super helpful for you. You can also find all of like the highlights, the summary, other recommended resources of this episode on the website. Um, that's true of every episode. That link is also in the show notes. So my friends, with all of that in mind, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, 
If this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.com.